This is the MF Cashflow Podcast with Mike Fisher. We pull back the curtain of real estate investing and share the secrets to building the life of financial freedom you've always dreamed of. Hey guys, Mike Fisher here, MF Cashflow. Today I have Tom Steen with me. Uh, he's been an investor with me for a few years. He's purchased a few homes with me. Uh, he was also with another property management company that uh, failed him fiercely and is still up his ass uh, in some way or the other. Maybe not physically, I hope. But uh, guys, super excited to share uh, Tom's story and where he's at and how he's gotten where he's at, and et cetera. And my hope and goal here is to bring you guys hope in, uh, in cash flowing and uh, buying your first property or maybe it's your third property, whatever it may be. So Tom Steen, welcome to MF Cashflow. Thank you, Mike. I uh, appreciate that introduction. Anyhow, um, yes, I uh, am an investor in Chicagoland and have been with you for a few years and uh, enjoying it so far, except for, uh, like you said, the first property managers that I had, um, let's just say they weren't above board and uh, had some uh, had some issues, obviously, um, they're now out of business and gone, and I got left holding the bag and have to cut and move on to greener pastures, as you will. <laughs> there you go, man. And blazing the trail, too, man. So how many properties uh, did we take on for you when uh, when that happened, when that transition happened, Tom? Uh, there's, there, there's four with you. Four, four with us now. Now, how many, um, how many were with us in the other, with, from the other company that we took on? Uh, well, that's what I meant. I, you took on four. Oh, we took um, on four. Okay. Yeah, we've added one. Uh, you know, last year and a half now, we added another one. Gotcha. Um, okay. so, yeah. Tom, you were one of the one of the uh, you know smoother transitions, really, because there was a lot of investors that didn't even know if there was people living in the homes, or um, I mean, really, it was just a, a, a literal shit show, uh, having to go knock on doors and and you know introduce yourself to people that have literally just been been living in there just um you know unfortunately you know just living in there and not paying right so uh your story is much different uh yours was a much smoother transaction than anybody else's i would have to say so you're obviously doing something right or praying to the right god or something man you know the cash flow god or something dude but uh yeah, so you got you had uh, four properties, and um, they're all cash flowing. How many of those tenants are still in there today? They are all in there. Uh, knock on wood. Um, I've been they've been with me since the start, actually, and uh, even through the rapids. You know the the rough water area there that you're talking about. Um, and as soon as I signed back, you know, with you. Then you're right. You went, you met them, and got them back on to, on course as to where to send their, you know, their monies, their rents, etc. And um, the new phone numbers of who to contact if they had some issues. Um, and uh, they've all been with me since day one. Awesome, awesome. That's a good thing. So, like one of the key things, obviously, is cash flow, keeping the tenants in place. And uh, you know, like I've mentioned before. And, and, you know, everybody goes through some shitty times, you know, and 
78% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. And here, you know, these tenants, nobody's immune to that. Uh, you know, your car could break down, especially you're living paycheck to paycheck. You know, a car could break down, uh, get sick, lose your job. You know, we don't want the vacancy. We want cash flow. So we go back in there and we work with the with the tenants and say, hey, look, you know, we we understand what you've went through. We're here to help you. Um, what extra can you pay every month to get you back on track so that we're not putting you in a situation for an eviction? You're going to have that on your record. But, you know, is it an extra $200 a month or what is it that we can uh, work out with you to get you to you know, keep on track and keep the cash flow coming out for the investor? They have to, don't have to go through an eviction process, which, you know, it's not so much the cost of the eviction. That's about a thousand itself. But then you got the vacancy or not even the vacancy. They're sitting in there living for free for months, possibly. So um, and then you got the refresh cost and the cost of putting a tenant in place. At the end of the day, it's literally thousands of dollars that add up. And um, thank God that you didn't have to go through that experience there. It gets to be super ridiculously cautious and crazy. So um, but Tom, you got properties in other areas as well. Yeah, I do um, have properties in outside of, you know, Illinois. I've got some in Michigan, for instance, and, and of course, California. <laughs> okay. So, uh, they're, they're, all, they're all good. Um, yeah, back to your point. I mean, the reason that I started to do the investment was for the residual income and the cash flow of... Uh, you know, it seems that they'll always come up with the monthly rent, but um, I'll come up with the down payment. And then uh, the idea of it is that the expenses are going to be minimal, The you know, the maintenance. And um, they're going to take care of my mortgage. They're going to pay me to pay off my mortgage, my taxes, and my insurance. And they're going to give me a few hundred dollars in my pocket to do that each month. And, um, of course I get the benefit of the depreciation, um, and hopefully the appreciation of the property value. Right. Um, and that all those things, if all those things do hit on all cylinders, then, um, then it's a, you know, it's a win-win situation. And of course you're providing some, uh, a home for someone to live in. Um, and, and you're right. In my case, they've all been with me since day one, and I haven't had any of that uh, transition cost or transaction cost of uh, having to, you know, rehab the property or, um, you know, just any downtime with, with no cash flow for those months that somebody is either in there or not in there um, until you get a new tenant. Um, I did have one incident where we you know we had to send them a five-day notice and then a month went by another you know we had to take them to court uh and finally they did pay so we didn't have to evict but boy we were we were right there right up against it and uh ultimately i got whole over it but um you know it wasn't without stress that's for sure and then i do have one property with you I think you know this on, um, that is the section eight and, uh, I quite frankly like it, you know, uh, they for sure pay like clockwork. 
and um, uh, you know you have to be, be certified, which is fine. I want my tenants to be happy, and I want my properties to be safe anyhow. Uh, so Correct. if there's another certification that I have to uh, get in order to uh, be qualified for the Section 8 and have my tenants live there in that uh, and get checked on every year, whatever it is, um, I'm all for it. Um, and and it, it, that has worked out uh, well as well. Yeah, that's a good point, the Section 8. A uh, little over 20% of our portfolio is Section 8. And I know some uh, investors are kind of cautious about that and others are like, hey, man, I don't care as long as I get paid, right? So, you know. Right. It's really a sweet thing. It comes in on the first and the fifteenth of of the month, and or the you know the business day following, and it's re really sweet. And the tenants do have a portion too, and that's a misconception. A lot of people may think that hey, um, Section Eight's paying you know all of it or whatever. It's really based on a scale of what their income is, and they actually have to report back to the housing authority. Um, I think it might be quarterly or something of what their income is. So that may even change, you know. I had uh, one tenant, Tom, that I bought a, a four-unit building, and a tenant says, "Oh, I want to, I want to give you six months of my, you know, my portion for the rent." I'm like, "Wow, cool!" So she pulls out twenty-four bucks <laughs> cash. <laughs> I said, "Wow, this is awesome, man!" I was expecting, you know, maybe a thousand bucks or something, dude. I got twenty-four bucks, so. Uh, you know, some people paying as little as four. Some people are paying all. Uh, we got a tenant right now that pays everything but thirteen dollars. So from one uh, that, that's a good subsidy. Yeah, right. I mean, from one end of the spectrum to the other. You know, for thirteen dollars and all the paperwork that they have to provide you know, once a quarter. I guess it's worth thirteen bucks. I don't know, but um, you know, everybody's time is is used differently. So, Tom, what? What was your main reason in, in getting involved in, in real estate? Well, just that, the residual income, you know, one of these days, uh, you know, like all of us, we want to retire. Um, and when you're not working anymore and you're not having your paycheck come in, you're not having your, you know, where you work as your income to take care of your needs, you're going to need something that, you know, your money's working for you. So, uh, of course, there's stocks and there's, you know, savings accounts and uh, bonds and whatnot. And, and real estate um, is part of, you know, my portfolio to allow me uh, to get some cash flow and, and hopefully, you know, down the road, yeah. the, it just, well, the gap will even be better and I can have options to, um, you know, of course, ramp up the, the rent or or sell it or refinance it or, or whatever. Right now, I'm just in a holding pattern of, of um, you know, just collecting rent and, and uh, yeah, just cash flow. And, yeah. and uh, as far as, yeah, <laughs> as far as anything else, uh, movement wise, I'm, I'm just staying pat. Yeah, you nailed it, man. A little bit ago, you said. You know, you got into it for the appreciation, depreciation, the amortization, and most importantly, the cash flow, right? And, and everybody needs a place to live, work, play, or lay. You cannot get around it. And, you know, it's the, and, and I'd have to say, like, one of the most important parts and pieces to this is property management. 
I mean, if you don't have the right property management in place, it's not a matter of if you'll fail, it's a matter of when you'll fail. Because there are people that have come over to us from failing property managers, and I have to say the biggest complaint is communication. When people are waiting a week to get a phone call back or an email back, that's unacceptable. And you know, you know yourself, Tom, like you call, we either pick up or we're gonna call you back, send us an email, we're gonna get back to you. Uh, it's just one of the things that I feel is very, very important. There's many ways to communicate. I just heard about this new app. Um, uh, it's called the telephone. <laughs> pick up the telephone and call, man, you know? I mean, you got the mail, you got, you know, email, you got text message. I mean, there's so many ways to communicate today. So, Tom, you know, the, the difference, I would like you to just hit on a little bit uh, on the difference of cash flow uh, and the return on your investment from California to Chicago. Well, uh, yeah, it's the reason that I picked Chicago was because the rents are high um, and the same amount of money outlay from the initial, you know, down payment um, in California, it, it doesn't work. It's, it's a little upside down as far as um, the formula goes because the property values are high and the ratios for the rent to the value of the properties is not there. Um, whereas in other parts of the United States, um, you know, there's, there's all these different pockets that you can look at. Um, there, there's growth in uh, your cash flow because your down payments are less, but the rents are still high. Now, um, in Chicago, uh, Chicago land in, in general, um, You've got to watch out for the taxes. Um, you know, obviously it's a real cost. And um, like anything else, it can eat at your profits, bottom line. And so that's something that you got to keep in check. Um, but uh, at least the rents are solid. And uh, from that point of view versus what my mortgage is, uh, depending on how much people put down, um, you should have a, a nice little return there. Yeah, absolutely. I know other investors have said very similar to what you're saying. You're just not going to get the cash flow dollar for dollar from California to Chicago area. It's just not going to happen. You know, it, the, the, your investment costs right off the bat are a fraction of what you're going to be purchasing in California. And uh, yeah, you may have the taxes issue there too. Um, however, you know, we're all, I, I personally uh, appeal the taxes every single year. Um, the same guy does my appealing every single year for my whole portfolio. I don't play around. I'm more like that. Um, what's that game that you you take the hammer and you squash the, the something whack-a-mole? You know, that take that hammer and you know whack them whack the mole, man. Get those suckers down, man. I actually had a home one time. Uh, I purchased it in like I think it was 2010, and uh, I sold the property uh, about two years ago. And when I sold it, I actually played paid less in property taxes than I did when I purchased it. So I played a whack-a-mole. Are all properties like that? No. That one there just happened to be one that was like, oh, yeah, this is a winner here, man. You know, how often does that happen? But, you know, I got to well, talk I've about never that. Heard. Yeah. yeah, I've never heard where it goes backwards. That's, that's 
That is good. He earned his keep on that one. <laughs> Whack them all, man. <laughs> Got to be busy, you know, every single year, man. Keep on appealing those taxes. And, you know, it really doesn't cost anything. I mean, it's depending on what you work out with the person that's appealing them. But, you know, it's at the end, you're going to make out. And that's really what matters. You know, you want, you want your taxes down. And um, you don't have to do it every year, but I recommend to do it every year. Matter of fact, the person that uh, does the appealing, they might not even recommend doing it every year. I don't know. I just do it every year because why not? You know, like whack them all. And if he works, you know, on retainer, so to speak, as to, hey, if you save money, then he, he gets the money. Then, I mean, I guess on some level, you, you almost have nothing to lose in that case as far 100%. as uh, doing it. So, 100%. Yeah, um, that's it. So what do you think yeah, is the key thing in property management, Tom? Like what, what well, does I, you look for and, and appreciate? It's tough for me to say what the key thing is for property management because it, it, it really comes down to do your tenants pay or not? If they pay, all this stuff is, you know, is rosy because um, that's the most key element to it all. Um, but I do going back to what you were saying about communication, my job is to manage you guys, you know, or check in with you guys or to question you guys or, or whatever comes up. I don't associate with all my tenants that I've had from day one. Um, I see their names, but I don't talk to them. Um, everything goes through you and it's very important that I have faith in you guys. And, you know, I love the fact that, uh, I know what I'm paying with you each month. It's a set amount. I don't know if you want me to share that or not, but anyhow, uh, <laughs> instead of instead of ten instead of ten percent, I know what my fixed cost is with you. Whereas other other costs, of course, are variable. Um, and yeah, I mean, I work with your team. Uh, I have the bat line into uh, you know. Kevin, who works for you, and he always picks up. He always takes my call. He always gets back to me, addresses whatever uh, questions we're, we're talking about. Um, uh, the other thing that I do really like is the fact that um, at the end of the year, I can get 12 months of statements. I can get it a uh, summary, you know, for my taxes. It's all right there. The, um, the losses the expenses, the gains, um, the maintenance, all these different costs. And of course my fees, um, you know, are all right there uh, for my tax guy to put into the schedule. And um, I can see, you know, if I really did make money or, or not, uh, but, you know, adding the mortgage in there and the taxes in there, I can get a clearer picture of where I stand on my investment. Right, right, right. And that, and that's super, you know, you, you have to do that as a business owner. You have to know, hey, am I making money? Am I losing money? Or, you know, where can I change that is going to get me a greater return on my money, right? Like, for example, yeah. back to the property taxes. I know that's a sore spot and many people, and, and it's just something that's really not in my control. I wish because, right. trust me, I invest in the same areas that I manage for other people, the same areas. So maybe even it's outside of some of the areas, but still I've got over 80 doors in my own portfolio and I'm out there in the same areas, same problems with property taxes. It's just, it, you know, I'm not immune to it. It's just that I have to go through it and figure out a way to look at the numbers like you're saying and say, Hey, where can I get my 
you know, a greater return? What is it that I'm doing today that I can change tomorrow or change right now, take some massive action and, you know, get an instant result, or maybe it's a gradual result or whatever it may be. It could be like appealing to property taxes. That does take time. That's not instantaneous. It does take a little bit of time to happen. So it's one of those things that you should always stay on top of your game and be looking at. And that's definitely sounds like something that you're doing. And like you said, you're managing us and we're managing the tenants, right? So it's always good to hear from you. I know everybody on the team, I just mentioned, hey, hey guys, who can we uh, interview on a podcast? And uh, Brittany said, Tom Steen. So <laughs> you got a fan club over here, bro. <laughs> Tell her hi. Tell her hi. I will. I will. Tom, appreciate your business, man. I appreciate you and who you are and, and uh, the friendship that we've gotten throughout the years. And uh, I, I'll never forget the time that you called me and said, hey, man, uh, did you get the package? I don't remember exactly how you worded it, but um, there was some fresh lobster sitting at the doorstep, man. So, dude, you, you're awesome. Uh, you know, wow, what a way to show your appreciation, you know. And not everybody does that. And I'll tell you what, man, that was really super awesome. I'll never forget that. You know, you – you left your, your thumbprint on, on us as a company and myself. Man, thank you for that. And thank you for your time today. Hi, you're quite welcome. And, and thank you for all your efforts and, and uh, you know, helping my investments grow. And, and uh, you know, we are uh, partners in this thing. And uh, look forward to many, many more good years, Mike. Awesome, Tom. Thank you. Go, go make it an awesome rest of your day. All right. You do the same. Take care, buddy. Learn more at mfcashflow.com and follow Mike on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn.